0: Okay, let's begin reading from verse 10. So, until Isaiah 39, it's the first part of Isaiah and and this is the introduction until chapter 6. So, until chapter 6, um, Isaiah is um, arranging the timetable and the schedule of God's time in between the time of King Uzziah and time of of Babylon and stuff like that. So he's integrating and prophesying. And as we always see a book of prophets, it's like this, as if you're watching a movie. If you see a scene, uh, that scene reminds you of something and it moves you to a different scene. And the vision is similar to that too. And those people who see these visions, there are people who sees it like a cinema, cinematic. So they would probably understand what kind of methods these prophets used during the days of their prophecies. So, so it is important to unravel the revelations of prophets, how they prophesied and what kind of historical backgrounds did they have. Okay, so... From verse 10 let's let's begin today's message the title is the wrath of of god and this morning we we had the message of the size of the father and how much did god love israelites but look at how corrupted they are that's what we, we heard this morning right okay where's everybody are they all back from restroom please keep keep those people for fasting in your prayers, they are they are they are doing well, and then from tomorrow, our students Sari and Mingyu are also beginning another <laughs> twenty-one days fastings. So please pray for them. And it's a thankful thing that we have lots of people who are fasting continuously. And we have many people fasting for a week, for 10 days. How courageous. And there's nothing more um, effective than fasting to, to destroy the chains of the wickedness and darkness. And from 2024, God will um, open us another uh, different different prophets in our, in our prophecies in our in our church, and and he will unravel lots of secrets on according to his timetable, and it's actually not a secret because darkness will accelerate and we will see lots of um natural disasters taking places all around the world, and I believe South Korea will also face different um different natural disasters too. And until now, uh, um, whenever South Korea ex- went through went through uh, typhoons, Siung, our city Siung um were was safe safe from it. But I believe this year we might we might be able to go through different natural disasters and receive some kind of damages. And if if necessary, I will unravel more prophecies through through this conference. But let's let us finish chapter one tonight at least. Okay so so first Israel how how corrupted were were they We saw that this morning and from verse 10 From verse 10 God is beginning to become angry to, toward them So so from verse 10 to 15 he's he is angry at the corruption of the worship of Israel so there's not, not many churches who emphasize the worship more than us. But why is this worship so important? The reason why Israel received the wrath of God is because of their corruption of worship. But why is this worship so important? So let's look at them. And at the end time, two clear evidences of reverence are uh, um, uh, securing the worship and securing the truth. So, so, the worship worship is one of the most um, clear evidence of the remnants. And, and prayer also comes with the worship. If your worship is corrupted, your prayer also will be corrupted. And truth is the same. If you do not have the truth, the worship will naturally corrupt too. One of many reasons why we are lifting up the true worship to God is because we secure this truth with our life. and. And and you guys all know what the glory of the worship is. Ever since the beginning of this church, God began this church with His revival. And from two thousand three, we experienced this revival, and 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 through that revival, we experienced this glory of worship. And all the members of our community have have this this DNA that has been inscribed this glory of worship, but. Israel, because they, their worship was corrupted, so that's why they are receiving the wrath of God. So from verse 10, they are receiving the accusation of God. God is accusing them. So we saw this picture of a trial in verse 2, but that picture is continuing here too. So God is saying that you need to be beaten because your worship is corrupted. And how how serious was this corruption? That that God is even calling them rulers of Sodom. Their corruption was too too wicked that God is even calling them as Sodom. And in the history of the world Sodom was the most corrupted city and God is even calling them as Sodom so so Sodom is connected to immorality so all so all this worshipping idolatry were connected to immorality so so this issue of immorality was also taking place in Israel that's why God is calling Israel as Sodom too so here, the rulers of Sodom is referring to the leaders of Israel. Listen to the instruction of our God. And every time when we heard the message of a, a book of prophets, we hear this many times. Israel are the ones who need to hear the word of God. Because you are Israel, you have to hear the word of God. And if you are a child of God and if. If you are Israel, the most important thing in your spirituality is listening to the voice of the Lord. And because we are in the new season, and normally, uh, everybody has has deceptions. Unless you're 100% emptied and 100% filled with the Holy Spirit, you have some parts in you that are deceived. And just like Second Corinthians, uh, through that deceptions, the the glory of God is being blocked by that deception. So all your key of victory, keys of victory, will be given to you after your ear of listening to God's voice is opened. So when you open your ears to hear the voice of the Lord, your heart will begin to um, cultivate itself to, to um, have the heart of God in you. So the clear evidence that your spirituality is good and sound is whether you are hearing the voice of the Lord. But if you have this deception, and if you allow the deceptions to keep deceive the voice of the Lord in you, then, then you cannot hear His voice. So those people who are deceived, they only hear the, the voice that they want to hear. And if you do not live by the Holy Spirit, that's what happens to you. And according to human anthropology, uh, through the corruption of news, you cannot see the glory of gospel and you cannot hear the voice of God 100%. And because you cannot hear the voice of God, because you cannot see that glory, your spirituality will never grow. Why? Because in our relationship with God, what's the most important uh, concept? That is that we are in the new covenantal relationship. So when you receive blessing and when you receive grace, it's not that you receive something new and you realize something new, but it is meeting the word that is indwelling in you and and we will see that tomorrow in chapter 2 it is referring to a prophecy of Micah chapter 4 so when kingdom of god when kingdom of god comes the picture of the glory that we will see in the millennial kingdom is that jesus will gather people and he will preach and all the unbelievers will come and listen to his message and they will be changed immediately. Why? Because all the deceptions are gone and they will lay down all their weapons and they will see the peace. Right? It will appear in, in chapter 2 verse 1 which is uh, referring to the same prophecy in Micah chapter 4. That's why Micah is um, oftenly referred referred as Little Isaiah, because there are many similarities in the prophecy of Micah and prophecies of Isaiah. So anyways, as Millennial Kingdom comes, because the deceptions has been removed from people, all the people um, will go through the revolution of, of, of the self, so they will, they will be, be changed immediately. And that is happening even now, too. The message that will be proclaimed in the millennial kingdom and the message that is being proclaimed right now is the same word of God. But the but the only difference but the only difference is that our spiritual um, atmosphere is a little tougher, little tougher than the millennial kingdom because we are we are receiving lots of attacks. So but but, but as long as you you reject the voice of the deceptions and, and it as, as long as you cultivate yourself and if you give your will to the Lord, then you will experience the same revolution of yourself too. And that's what happened to me 34 years ago when I first met the Lord. I'm the witness. And my wife is also the witness who saw a person who has changed like that. Through one message you can be changed. And if, if this deception uh does not hinder you then then this revolution will come immediately. But why don't you change because this deception is keep deceiving you and it's keep hindering you from listening to the Lord. But this is a, because this is a new season. So and some of you cannot hear hear the message ninety nine percent because of this deception. Many uh there are differences between people, but but unless you empty yourself and unless you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to acknowledge that you are being deceived in a way. Even now, even now. There are differences of amount, but you need to acknowledge that the deception is working upon us. So, deception is the, the um, main actor of, of unbelief. So so one of a one of clear evidence of deception is dozing off during the worship. And even in this, this amazing presence and having lots of um, weird thoughts in you and daydreaming, those are the evidences of deceptions. <laughs> and if you receive the Word of God without deceptions, the words will be like honey in your in your heart. And you will know that your, your spirit is keep drawing this, this word of God. But the more you are being deceived, the more you will select the words that you want to hear. And the reason why the prophet says Shema Israel, you need to listen to the word of God, is because the only way for Israel to survive is to listen to God. And the only way for the church to survive is to listen to the voice of God. And if you hear the word of God in the correct way, your life will have your life will be 99% okay. And 34 years ago before, uh, when I first met the, met the Lord, n- nobody taught me how to live. Nobody came to me and told me what to do. But God in me told me what to do. He inspired me to serve these people, preach who taught me holy spirit it was the holy spirit who taught me inside of course you can say because i had some kind of special callings that god taught me that way but those who are under this new covenant they are the they they must live like me too why because when you are when you were born again, God's word came to indwell in you and that word will will move in you and that word will tell you what to do. So if you believe that you are a new covenantal being, you need to be able to live like that. At least, at least the word that I'm preaching, the word that I'm preaching must uh, meet your word that is indwelling in you. And it will, it will... Uh, um, reflect all the darkness in you just like book of Hebrews and it will uh, um, bring out those darknesses and, and and remove those darknesses And through my experience from one one worship you can be changed uh, completely upside down and and only after one year after I met the Lord, I became a complete different being. I preach in front of pastors and my characters have changed. Immediately, I was cut off from the world, all the alcohols, tobaccos. Why? Because God's Word is active and alive, it's not a theory. And the Word is God Himself. So, so because God is in you, it is, it is unnatural for you to not be revolutionized. And, and we are seeing this new glory coming to the church, and within that glory, the most core thing is the Word. And that's how God led our church for 25 years. And until the end time, what is the most important thing to us, it's still, it will still be the word. the Word. And you will experience how, how much that word will revolutionize you. And you, will, you need to experience what it means for God's word to move in you and change you. You need to understand, oh, this is how God is destroying my experiences and my own thoughts. And of course, I believe that you, you've gone through this kind of procedures during, during conferences and during different worships. And as you hear the message and you experience that word coming into you and, and meet the word in you, and it, it changes you. And tonight, it's the same as, as, this, as this message of Isaiah meets the truth in you, God will do amazing things in you. So the most important thing in your spirituality is to listen to the voice of the Lord. So the failure of Israel came from where? from not listening, from not listening the voice of the Lord. So if the true system is not being established, you cannot lift up the glorious worship before you. Why? Because those who worship must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. So the, the church that does not have the presence of the Holy Spirit and the church that does not have the truth, they cannot consist the, the, the glorious church. And as you acknowledge, Yeolbang church has all the conditions to lift up the worship of glorious church. And and still, if you cannot lift up glorious worship, then, then you need to find this problem in yourself. That you are being deceived. But but one thing that I acknowledge is that Yeolbang church goes through severe spiritual warfare. And... And deceptions that you have individually, I believe that's strong also. But but I acknowledge that the spiritual warfare that we are facing every day is also severe. So so that's that's possible. So look, in 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 our nursery room, we have many many young mothers, because because they do not receive grace. Uh, they, they go to the lobby and they drink coffee because of deceptions. They cannot receive grace. And of course, you can make excuse that it is because of your babies. <laughs> and that's why I, I believe that we will have to separate into different services. But anyways, the reason, reason why you are not receiving grace is because you are not being able to hear the voice of God because of deceptions. And if you receive grace, it does not matter whether the bomb is being exploded next to you or anything. And you, you have that kind of experiences too, right? And you know what it means that, that the word is like honey in my mouth. Right? And in, in the males, males conference, we saw these, these, these grown-up men, big men, crying, crying and tearing up listening to the message of God. And it's not a shameful thing. I I heard a rumor that Deacon Shin in Malaysia was like that. No, oh, never mind. So, so all our church members, I believe, all of you have some kind of experiences like that. You know how to uh, what it means and what it feels to receive the message without deception. So do not do not consider deception or the attacks of the enemy as a as a normal thing so you need to acknowledge and the normal normal picture should be like drawing the grace and being soaked into the word so so that this word will meet the truth inside of you and it will run run freely and as as this word moves freely in you and it will activate your spiritual nerves and but but there might be there might be some some dark sources in you that hinders this word to move freely word from moving freely and it will be painful to you. And it's a natural thing. But if it does not meet any hindrances, then it'll be, be happy and it will be free. And and our sisters our sisters probably understand this, right? Before you give birth to a child, um these babies move in your womb, right? And, it, and this baby spins around in your womb, right? And, and, and if the term gets shorter and shorter, the baby moves quicker and quicker, and it will be more painful and, like that, right? And I understand it because I have six children. <laughs> but you know, the, the labor pain does not come that often. So if you have the labor pain um, taking place every five minutes then then you have to go quickly to to the hospital so if you miss the timing then you might give birth to a child in 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 the car on the way to hospital just like just like Pastor kanga <laughs> <coughs> Why, why am I talking about this? But anyways, it's circulating. The Word is circulating in me. And and it's the same. When God's Word is moving freely in me, and and it is, it is activating all the Holy Spirit's um, characteristics in me, and it will make you lighter. And it will make you feel like you have lost about 10 kilograms after one worship. But if you find any hindrance of the word moving fairly in you, then you should feel the pain. That's why we need to have deliverance in the worship. So that's how you should examine yourself whether you are receiving the word in a right way or not. And the, the word moving freely in you is one of the evidence that that you are receiving you're receiving grace and the Word of God is moving in you. Holy Spirit moves together and the blood of Jesus moves together. That's why, that's why we talk about this dynamics of the, the triumph God in, in First John. So that's why that's why your spirituality can change immediately after one worship. If you receive God's word in a true way after 1 year you will be completely revolutionized. So so all the sources that God used to create us is his word. So if you read the, if you read the book of Isaiah, if you receive the message of Habakkuk, it will it all the characters that that's in that those books will come to you and it will be your characters. That's why that's why that's the blessings of those people who receive the word in faith. If you if you put yourself all into the word and if you concentrate and that that word will be your character. And before I met the Lord, I was not a wise person. But God's character itself is Sophia, the wisdom. So as I as I was fed by God's word and that wisdom came to me and I understood how the words moving. And whenever my wife sees me and she tells me, Oh, you are a weird person because, because I don't know much, but I tell everyone about everything. And that's what God's wisdom is. What you need, how you should do. I can give advice to anybody because because God's word rules all all the world. And when I when I when I was in school, I wasn't able to understand anything like all the histories and all those those things. But now I understand them all. Why? Because I received God's wisdom. But this is not limited to me. And you, you need to know, you need to know that whenever you receive characters of God, it will all happen to you too. Okay, let's continue. And because Israel didn't, didn't receive, receive God's word, that's, that's why they were corrupted. So verse 10, listen to the instruction of our God. So God does not just simply begin by message of judgment. God gave them the word of, uh, of encouragement, God gave them encouragement, God they gave them comfort. But because they refused the words, now the only word that they have to listen is the message of judgment. So we need to understand that we are always standing before Mount Eval and Mount Grisim. So when you receive the word, it's your decision whether you will you will choose a blessing or whether you will choose a curse. Israel had a chance to choose between Mount Eval and Mount Grisim. So every time when Israelites heard the message of God, if they have chose to return to the Lord, then they probably did not have to listen to the message of judgment now. So it's the same to you. God is keep pouring you these spiritual nourishments, but if you refuse them, and if you keep reject the word of God, then your spirit will go through tribulation. Why? Because men are created to, to receive God's word, and... And when you keep continue to reject God's word, then your spirit will be be um will lack all the, the nourishments and and, and those, those elements to survive. So that's why it will go through hardships and tribulations. That's how important to receive the word of God. It's 99 percent of spirituality listening to the voice of God. So I always emphasize you need to listen to the voice of God, whether you're a pastor, whether you're an elder. No matter who you are, if you do not listen to the word of God, then you are over. So I always told the pastors, you should not listen to the message of God in order to preach. So to me, it's a thing. I do not eat the word in order to preach. I always eat the word in order to repent, in order to meet the Lord. And then I meditate on the word in order to preach. And now I don't have to do like that, but in the process of of preaching I activate I activate God's word. So for an example, if I'm preaching this certain book, then I, I activate this message in me. And what does that mean? It means that I go, I I keep I keep um, activate this in me, all this revelation and all these this practices in life. So that's what takes me the most time, not not writing down the script. So back in the days when I when I decide where to preach, I at least read the text message for sixty times. <laughs> but now I don't do it like that. Because God characterized it to me. But but in the beginning God trained me like that. But not because God wants me to preach, and, and it should apply to you too. God's word should, should circulate in you, in God's revelation and God's anointing. That's how your characteristic should be changed. And, and just like our students, if you memorize the Bible verses, then it's even better. Memorizing is not simply just putting the information in your head. So more specifically more specifically you should you should call it as meditation uh, meditating and and as this word is circulating in you, it touches all the darknesses and wounds and it will heal heal all those those spots as it circulates in you but because you skipped that process because you did not go through that process even after 30 years of your life in the church, You still you still cannot deal with your own wounds, own own bindings, own hardships. So so more precisely speaking, you have not been trained. I'm not talking about the quiet time in in the world. The meditating is different. So for example, if you ate an apple, then apple will go into your stomach and and it will it will be digested through through this digestive acid and and it'll be like a dough in your in your stomach. And and the, the <laughs> and the apple will be uh dissolved dissolved like a fog. And then it will be absorbed in, in different parts of body. As nutrients so look just like that because because the nutrients are, is the life of the flesh that's why it is circulating and just like that that's just like that God's word as it enters into you it will be it will be circulating in you that's what's happening in your spirit too it is keep circulating so so that's how this life is, is affecting all your characters. Just like apple is making you healthy as it, it is being digested in you, uh, God's word will strengthen you as it is being digested in your spirit. If you, and, and if you have went through, through a right procedure in Yobang Church, you will know this instinctively. and also and that's how god has made the system of this church going through the cell group going through different worships and conferences so all this through all this procedure this word must be characterized in you but but the reason why it has been characterized is because of this deception but in 2024 all these deceptions must be removed from you so so just like it has been written in the Bible those who have ears listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and this word must be become life in you Then you will see yourself how how quickly the this word is changing you in you and you will be surprised and it took me only one year all the structures of the the sermons that I preached has been established within that one year. And and after that one year, I've been just just what I have done is just adding the body and adding those those um <clears throat> how amazing. As I live with God, there are, are thousands and thousands of reasons why I cannot be corrupted. But one of them As I just remember the grace that I received from God, I cannot reject Him. I cannot refuse Him and deny Him. And I know how God has changed me. And it is not limited to you. I mean, me, me. It is not still, it's still not late. We are still not late. And I've been emphasizing to you 25 years receive the word by faith, receive the word by faith and even now if you eat the word by if you eat the word by your brain then it will only become information and it, it will be a religion. you have to listen and receive the message of God as life not as information. so let's continue. you people of Gomorrah it's the same it's the same story from verse 11 uh, from verse 11 what happens? From verse 11 to 14, Isaiah is talking about the corruption of the worship. Verse 11. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says the Lord. So so it means that these sacrifices are meaningless to God. And originally, what's the reason that God made a law for Israelites to, to lift up the sacrifice offering? Because sin always comes with death. The price of sin is death. So, so do not misunderstand that, Oh, I have committed sin, but I'm still not dead. No, sin always comes with death. So no matter who you are, if you commit a sin, you will bear the fruit of death. Of course, of course, you might misunderstand and think that, Oh, it's n- I'm not going through death because you don't see the immediate fruit of death. But you are going under the rule of death. So as long as you are staying under that rule of death, then you will go through death in a certain way. And if you, if you do not revolutionize yourself, and it will, it will conclude your life to death at the end. Okay? So that's what we call the rule of death. We, 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 we talked about this in the book of Romans. So anyways, sin will always, always comes with death. So look. So, so whenever God whenever Israel commits sins, God needs to solve that issue of sin uh, through his grace. So what did he what did he make? He made this animal sacrifice. Actually this is a symbol of, of Jesus in, in the old testament. But but in the Old Testament, we understand that this is just uh, postponing the judgment of, of God's judgment. But to pagans, they did not have any, any ways to postpone or solve the issue of sin. So, so it was a clear distinction between them. So even now, it's the same. If you do not solve this issue of sin, um, even though you are moving freely, it it means it means that you are still under under the death. So Jesus dying for us, as we meditate upon it more and more, we need to understand what kind of a grace, tremendous grace it is. So when we say God loves us, it's not a simple emotion, but it comes with this life, and. One of many reasons that that children must be thankful to their their parents is that that the parents are the ones who gave life to these children. And it's the same to our relationship with God. When God said that He loves us, it does not simply mean that He loves us emotionally, but it means that He gave us His life. Not a simple life, but an eternal life. And because of this eternal life, we can have this eternal relationship with Him. And because we have this relationship with this eternal being, that means that He is ruling us with this eternal characteristic. Because he's omnipotent, I am being omnipotent, it all happens, it all takes place within this eternal relationship with Him. So it all begins with His love, His life that He gave to us. So that's why we, we, we can endlessly give thanks to the Lord. So the reason why God made this animal sacrifice is because God wanted to to have a way for Israelites to solve their issue of sin in order to postpone and delay their judgment. So it's all under God's grace, principle of God's grace. So Israelites must understand that, oh, I was the one who needed to die, but, but this animal died on behalf of me, and they need to have this contrite and humble heart, and they need to come before the Lord's, to this sacrifice. And in our terminology, what does it mean? This, this, These people who comes before the Lord with this sacrifice must come with this penitent heart, with this heart of repentance. So I described this picture to you, right? In the Old Testament, um, the one who brings sacrifice must uh, drag or bring this animal before the priest and they need to um, say three times that I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, and then then the priest will kill that animal, and and they need to have this contrite heart before God. Then what happens? Then and and they will see uh, the the work of God's life taking place. That God will take the life of animal instead of me. But because Israelites were were corrupted by these these worldly um characteristics and this idolatry, uh they begin to um adopt these influences of, of other tribes in land of Canaan. Because these other tribes in Canaan, whenever they worship Baal, they their their goal was to ask for their their um their richness, their their you know crops to be to be prosperous, but how fearful! When when a church becomes a religion, they will be like that too. Oh, in this Sunday, I will give God a good good offering. Lord, protect me and make me rich. It's the same. If church becomes a religion, it'll be like the same corrupted idolatry worship that took place two thousand years ago in land of Canaan. So in your worship, if you lose all your your uh, uh, joyful heart, happiness, and this repentance and humble heart in your worship, then it means that it is becoming religious. You need to have at least two things: one. One, you need to be filled with this joy that your righteousness has been solved. And, and one or the another, that you need to have this contrite heart before the Lord, that you you need to be be uh, forgiven God before God. So you need to know how dangerous it is to lose this contrite heart. That's why I always tell the pastors that, um, of course, being a pastor is so glorious, but, but the reason why Malachi and all the other prophets says that being a priest is, is not easy is because it is so easy for the pastors to be religious. And you have to go before the Lord with this, this penitent and uh, contrite heart, but, but if you lose it, you will be religion. In, in perspective of the Old Testament, when do you realize that you are a priest? Not when, not when you, you go through all the procedure of, of the sacrifice, but, but in the Day of Great Atonement, in the Day of Great Atonement, they, they take off all the symbols of great priests and they only wear one white linen and when they enter into the Holy of Holies and and when that person uh, sees the glory in the, that holy glory in the Holy of Holies, and they will realize, oh, I'm a priest. So if the pastor does not does not take clothes uh, take off their clothes and, and examine themselves whether they are before God's holiness, then then they will be corrupted. And you are the same. You you are all called as royal priests, so you need to all take off your dirty clothes, and you need to examine yourself before the holiness of God that your spirit is alive or not. You need to always confirm your your calling. And if not, it it will become religion, and then it's over. If it becomes a religion, whether you go to church, whether you go to a mosque, whether you go to a Buddhist temple, there's not a difference. Only difference only difference is the appearance. And to to me, I say that if, it, if it's just a religion, then don't come to church. Just go to Buddhist temple. They do not ask for you to give, lift the offerings. I mean, look how much you have to give to church, as offering, if you if you have to, if you ha, if you need to do a good if you want to live a good religious life, go to a rich Buddhist temple. There's this big Buddhist temple behind this Kwanak Mountain in Seoul in South Korea, and they are so rich that that all the mothers of students go to that Buddhist temple in order to pray and say oh. I pray I pray please um uh, make my make my son and daughter be accepted to a good good college <laughs> right, I'll introduce you to that kind of good buddhist temples anyways so just like that worships worship was corrupted and they were imitating all these traditions of the pagans And why is this worship so important? It's because the worship reflects all the levels of spirituality in the church. Whether that worship finishes in in God's presence. And if you see the level or, or the status of that worship, then you will be able to see the level of the church. So worship is a great reflection of the relationship of God with the church. So yeah, worship is one of the greatest reflections that you can see, and just like Romans 12, 1, um, Paul said that lift up your your body as a as a holy living worship. So first. Lifting up the holy worship needs to go through the procedure of dying to yourself, and and we are in this new season. Our church members must understand that worship does not just end in that one day, but we need to live whole week um, for the worship. Why is this worship so difficult? Because there are people who did not cherish this worship. And why is this worship still glorious? Because there are people who who consider this worship as a as a important thing. Mm-hmm. And because of those people who, who became victorious in their life and who prepared themselves for this worship, that's why this worship is glorious, and that that accelerates all the gl- um glory and holiness in the church. So, so within the week, we should all live in this in this worship mode. So, how should you lift up your your flesh to the Lord as a as a holy sacrifice, and and. Also, you should lift up your life as a living sacrifice to God. But if you live freely, if you live alive in the world, in your life, and if you come dead in to the worship, then, then the conclusion is natural. So in, in Korea back in the days when 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 people butchered the dogs in South Korea, they used to beat the dog really hard. And they they scorched the dog So he's describing the picture of this, this Is um, killing the dog, but anyways, during during the week, if you are being attacked by the enemies, if you are being bitten, and still still alive, coming to the worship, you will be like this half dead, half dead dogs that is walking around. I mean, I can see see you like that, spiritually. And last week, I, <laughs> I interpreted their tongue prayers and <laughs> I told them that they had these disputes and they had these had quarrels in <laughs> between husbands and wives. Whenever, whenever it's close to the worship, these enemies are attacking more severe and severe. So that's, that's what, what's hindering the worship's glory. So before you come to the worship, you need to confirm that you are coming to the worship as a dead sacrifice. That's when God is being ready to respond by fire. If not, the worship will fail. So God will meet those people who worship the Lord under that condition. So worship is not a light thing. Of course, you will meet the Lord in your prayer, but most fundamental channel that you can meet God is through the worship. I mean, imagine a person is meeting God for 52 weeks. Imagine how much that person's life will change. Just imagine that person is meeting the president for 52 weeks. So conversely, apply that to yourself. So it's, it's, it's t- saying that you are not meeting Him in a correct way. So, so always, you need to push yourself until you meet Him. So if you not meet Him in the worship, it's not a worship, it's just a show. So if you disguise yourself as a holy person without meeting God, then there's no meaning. So in the worship, you need to meet God. So if you fail the worship, you will never be victorious in your life. If you are victorious in your life, it means that you are victorious in your worship. So it is all connected directly. So through this one worship, through this one worship, God will provide every element to be victorious in your life. So if you live, as you live live holy, and if you fight spiritually, in your week, and and you come to worship then God will provide all the elements to be victorious in your life. So That's why I say that without being victorious in your worship, you will never be victorious in your life. Because God will give you all the authority, power to be victorious in your life. And without receiving that kind of grace, how would you pray in your life? How would you minister in your life? So there are people who have these dark circle, circles in their life because of the religion. So the core uh, um, hindrance of enemy is, is hindering you from listening to the voice of God. <clears throat> And because these Israelites adopted the traditions of pagans, they could not receive God's grace. And they, they just accumulate, accumulate the wrath of God. And, and these, these spiritually blind churches these days also cannot see that they are accumulating God's wrath. And, and no matter how much, how much tidings they give, how much offerings they offer, it does not mean anything. And as you continue to live worldly, as you abuse God's presence, and they will realize at the end that they will never be victorious in their life. And they no matter how much they complain, saying that, why is God not answering to my prayer? And there's no meaning. So one of the most clear evidence of your worship being victorious is that your prayer will be answered in your life. So within your week, Within one week, how many times have my prayers been answered? Oh, my prayer has been accepted to the Lord. And that prayer being being fulfilled in my life. Without having this kind of assurance, you need to know that that kind of uh, situation might have occurred from the failure of worship. So, so if you cannot receive grace because of the corruption of the worship of the church, then you might have not you might have no um uh, uh what's it called? you might have no fault. If Oldman's church does not have anointing, no presence then it's a benefit for you to live immediately but let's say let's say all the conditions and situation is all perfect to meet god and if you still cannot meet god in the worship then what's the problem you need to find the problem in yourself so you need to come to the worship meeting all the conditions to meet god and when the revival first happened to our church, we began with these seven young adults. And back in the days, we did not, we never ended the worship in a, in a normal way. Our worship today is still great, but compared to that, compared to those days back in the days, um, it, it's still tough. Because we have many different people here. Because we have those people. Whose life has not been dead yet. I mean, imagine these half dead dogs just walking and running around the town. How, how um, chaotic would, would the town be? I mean, if you, if you think that you are on half that sacrifice. In this new year, in this upcoming new year, this is a season that this glorious worship will take place to your life. You need to desire. Please keep this in mind. Oh, I should not be uh, half that sacrifice running around the town. You need to receive God's righteousness completely and die. Be dead. So the more Israelites uh, lifted up their worship, the more they accumulate God's rest. Verse 11, I, the, I have more than enough burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. So because these, these Israelites worship God in, in uh, pagan ways, so they c- could not receive God's righteousness. So because they are lifting up this worship of sins, how, how angry would God be? I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls, and lambs, and goats. Little different from Malachi. In Malachi, Israelites uh, offered, offered um, very pitiful um, sacrifices. But here, Israelites offered the best of best sacrifices. In concept of Malachi, um, the, the problem was, was wrong sacrifice. And here, the sacrifice itself is great, but why is God not receiving the, the sacrifice? Because the one who is lifting off the sacrifice and the sacrifice itself will never be separated. So the more important thing is who is lifting up this sacrifice? In perspective of sacrifice, the sacrifice of Isaiah is, is great. It's the best. But but because the one who is lifting up the sacrifice lost the holiness, it just becomes an action. You have orchestra. You have 30 floors of a building. But if you lost your holiness, if you lose your holiness, God will never receive his glory. But conversely, and also on the other hand, you you lift off the sacrifice of a a um uh, what's it called a very bad offering and that's that's the malachi's offering what's the problem so the only difference is the appearance and they they all are not being accepted by God, whether it's a, a religious worship or whether it's a corrupted worship. They have probably lost all this contrite heart, penitent heart. So, always. So, preparing much is not so important. And of course, if you prepare a lot before the Lord in the right way, probably your heart will be right too. So back in the days, when I prepared when I prepared the Sunday offerings, I always I always withdrew, withdrew the new money from, from the bank and I put put those money, I put those cash between my, my Bible. and i even ironed them <laughs> <And coughs> i prepared 50 50001 on in monday but uh, because i had financial issues i only offered 10,000 one but anyways <clears throat> so what matters to you is your your faith preparing the holiness. So I always tell you offering is not l- giving God what what you have left after your your spending. you must you must offer before God be, before spending anything. So what's dangerous to pastors like me, I have many chances to to be treated by church members. So, so that's why I give two-tenths of my tidings. So whenever I go to a restaurant, I always pray like, Lord, bless those hands who prepared for the food and who is serving me. Then someone will pay for me. And also in the barber shop, in the barber shop <laughs> in the barber shop I met this deacon who paid for me. And because because I get served a lot like this, I give I lift uh, I give I give two tenths of my tithes. So if you have um yearning for the holiness, you will naturally offer God the best things. And so you will not be like opening opening your wallet and say oh let's see how much i have no you will never be like that so god said i have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats And God made these laws that 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 uh, Israelites can be fed in every cuts of the meats, but God prohibited God prohibited Israelites from drinking the blood. Why? Because uh, blood and the fat, because because blood uh, reflects life, and fat reflects the aroma that is being lifted up to God. So. So these are holy things that are being given before God. So n- nobody, even the priests cannot touch them. If you drink them and if you if you take them God will never be pleased. So so here here God said I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. What does that mean? It means that God must be pleased through this blood, but why is He not being pleased? And as I said, because this worship has been corrupted, just like pagans, through the sacrifice, these Israelites must have this, this humble heart. And this is the procedure in, in the New Testament, receiving the heart of God. And being 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 penitent, repenting And through the blood, God acknowledges that person having humble heart, and He acknowledges that you must die, but but I received this blood and I, I postpone and I delay the judgment from you. But because because these Israelites were corrupted and they lost this humble heart, that's why God is not pleased in this blood. And what's the blood of Jesus? is the reconcile offering between God reconciling our relationship with with God. So so the fact that Jesus died for me itself must bring the heart of repentance in me, humble heart so that it would it would it would draw the righteousness of God before us. That must be the reconcile offering. And and reconcile offering in Old Testament, should have the same meaning. So the Israelites must have this humble heart, but because they lost this heart, so no matter how much blood they they spilled, it, it would have no meaning, and God would not be pleased with those blood. Okay, let's continue. Verse 12, When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you? So the purpose purpose of Israelites' offering was to to show, to appeal something to God. So if you become a religion, your worship will be just like a show. In the pagan worship, just like the pagan worship, the purpose of the worship became um showing off the quality of the of the sacrifice and in our church there was a church member who who used to sell clothes in a in a rich town in Seoul but but many of his customers many of his customers uh, were the church members who attended this mega church in Seoul. Why did these church members buy? <laughs> buy these fancy clothes because they need to show off before, before God in this worship. But if you, if, if, you, if you want to be successful clothing store, then you should, you should sell these sportswear and these comfort uh, pajamas before our church. But anyways, if you lose holiness in your worship, then your worship will just be an entertainment. So so to those mega churches, they don't have to um have have ho- life that comes with holiness. They only need to have good orchestra, good show, great pianist, great great choir. That's all they need. Then they will call it a good good worship. And that kind of worship will never be long. They need to have twenty seven different procedures that t- take place within within hour and ten minutes. That's the miracle, right? <laughs> Finishing twenty seven procedures within one hour and ten minutes. So if 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 the if the elder if the elder prays a little longer than he's supposed to pray, then he will be, <laughs> he will be caught off. He he will be he will be fired. only message they should include in their prayer is praising their senior pastor. And the sermon will be finished within 20 minutes. (laughs) In 20 minutes, we cannot even finish introductions. (laughs) Okay, so the Lord said, When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? So in the Old Testament's you need to go at least before this um this sacrifice place. So all your your sacrifice must enter into holy of holies at the end. But you are only standing in the court, and you are keep defiling the court. So that's why you cannot meet God. You need to understand that this is applying exactly the same in New Testament too. Through Jesus Christ, God opened the Holy of Holies before you in order to enter freely, but you need to examine yourself whether you are entering into the Holy of Holies every day or whether you are just, just trampling the course. It's a completely different story. So we all need to lift up this worship meeting with God in the Holy of Holies these days too verse 13 stop bringing me uh stop bringing meaningless offerings and within these within records of of Jewish uh, sacrifices there was a day that they lifted up 600,000 lambs in one day imagine how much they offered but God is saying that stop bringing meaningless offerings. Why? Because it's meaningless. Meaningless means that the sacrifices lost their their meanings. So how, how fearful is that? The more you worship the Lord, the more blessings that you should receive in your life, and the more evidence of meeting God should be revealed through your life, and all the power authority should be poured in this worship. But the more you worship, imagine the more you are accumulating God's curse, then what's the wisdom? Seizing the seizing the worship and not coming to the, the church. Or or being revolutionized completely and, and lift up the right worship. So living by God you cannot do something um, haphazardly. And if you set your goal just offering the tithing and, and just attending the Sunday Sunday worship, then, then how should I explain this? There's no meaning of doing that. It's meaningless. So the more you offer, your offering like that, the more God's curse you're, you're storing in your life. That's how crucial, not being able to lifting up the worship to the Lord. And this glorious season has come. For the last 25 years, God is tuning you, you to, to, to meet Him. So you should not allow yourself to fail to meet the Lord in the worship. And you, you should be able to hear from God that because of you, this worship is glorious. And imagine if we are all like that. Imagine how great of a worship that we would be able to offer before God. And because one of, because of this one individual, that all these channels of blessing is being opened. Imagine that all this glory is being flowing through you. Imagine how, how glorious you will be, and how much of a blessing you will receive through this worship. And this is the season that we are facing. And you need to yearn and desire for that worship. And because of those reasons, that's why I told people to leave the church, leave the church. Because, because it's a loss for those kind of people, and it was a loss for those people who desire for the worship. So So it is beneficial for that person to leave the church than than wasting the money. Because God's kingdom is, is not about the numbers. I never I never scold you for I never scold you that you have you are not evangelizing. I'm just amazed that you not evangelizing much. But anyways. Anyways. What's important is that in us So as we as we come to worship as we come to worship you need to at least have this confirmation that I am um Giving a good influence to the community, of course. I, 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 I admit. I admit that we we have weaknesses and limitations that we cannot lift that kind of worship every single week. But at least you should acknowledge yourself, and, and you need to admit and have this contrite heart before God. That Lord, because of my weakness and limitation, I came here without uh, confirming these 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 um holy sacrifice. So you need to be clear whether you should be, whether you will be, uh, penitent, whether you will be glorious. In beatitude sermons, I told you like this: you need to have, you need to, you need to hold on to a contrite heart and the meek heart at the same time. So those ones who are living by the Holy Spirit, they need to be either one or one or the other. Okay, so God is saying, do not bring meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. So these incense is something that is being placed before the Holy of Holies. Uh, on your left there is lamb stamp, on your right, there is this uh, bread table. And before that, you have this incense. This is one of the main job that this high priest must do. And this this incense that is appearing in verse 13 is this incense that is being burned in Day of Great Atonement. What's the reason why this incense is being burned? In order to prevent the high priest um, from dying, you burn this incense to make smoke in order for the priest from seeing the Lord directly. But God is saying that I am considering it detestable. So in that incense, you must bring this charcoal that this this pure blood is sprinkled and you need to bring the charcoal to the incense and you need to um, uh, pour this this aroma aromatic some kind of oil in and and you need to burn that incense but because because this priest brought brought mixed charcoal this corrupted charcoal that God is not receiving that 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 aroma. So it lost the function of of sin offering. So no matter how much they burn this incense, that it has no meaning. So aroma is referring to the prayer. So if your worship is corrupted, your prayer will be corrupted automatically. So no matter that kind of people pr- uh, pray, their word that prayer will never meet the heavens that prayer must go up in heavens and be pleasing before God. That's why God is allowing all his blessing before God. But if God God closes his nose, if he blocks his nose and saying that, oh please stop, stop all these detestable smells. So look. So the worship that fails God righteousness is only a show. As we meet As we go into 2024, once again, this is something that we always emphasize. We always, we need to dream for this glorious worship. Not just few people, but all the community members must all enter into this glorious worship so that God will pour His blessings and all His grace limitlessly. Just like Hebrews 10.22, the congregations of heaven will, will come down and embrace the church. And in that kind of worship, there is no limitation of God. To those kind of worshipers, God will never spare anything. God will not spare His glory to those kind of worshipers. 2024. In order to be separated from the world, the most important thing is the worship. We need to desire, we need to dream, and look forward for this glorious worship. Amen. Victory of the worship is victory of life. Those who are victorious in worship will never be a loser in in the life. God will guarantee this, and I myself will guarantee it too. The ones who are meeting God 52 weeks in in a year will, will always be victorious. And I say, surely, the ones who fail the worship will always fail the life. Surely. Okay, let's continue. Verse 13. It's only verse 13. <laughs> okay, New Moons, Sabbath, and Convocations. It's the same whether it's New Moons, whether it's Sabbath, whether it's what kind of festival it is. Because of this corrupted worship and because of corrupted sacrifices, God will never be able to receive them. So that's why I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. So that's why. That's why God will never receive the life of these corrupted worshipers. See, it is impossible for these corrupted worshipers to live live holy life. But the ones who receive God's glory through right worship and God's glory and God's grace, it is impossible for that kind of person, that, God, that kind of person to commit sin right away on Monday. After cheering, receiving grace. Oh, that is true. I will, never, I will never fail this week. And then that kind of person will not commit sin immediately on Monday. <laughs> it will influence you at least until Wednesday or Thursday or so. So your corrupted worship will, will create wickedness. This is a law. This is an order. Okay, let's continue. Verse 14. Your new moon feast and your appointed festivals. So it's the same. All these corrupted sacrifices. The worship that lost God's righteousness. If you continue to offer this corrupted worship, then this sin will be accumulated then you will never be able to solve that issue. And it is even more beneficial for those people to to stop from coming to the worship. And as you as you get rid of all these issues of sin through the worship and in your life the sin will have have influence no more but but because you fail that, that's why it is being accumulating in you so so it is making both Israelites and God painful and and look how. How much of a devastated relationship this corrupted worship is creating between God and Israelites. But the, the right relationship, look what, what it does. It, it builds relationship between God, it builds intimacy before, between God. And what's happening in the worship? You restore, you restore the relationship between God, and your prayer will be restored. So you cannot say that, oh, I am intimate between God while you are failing the worship. No, it's impossible. Only the ones who are having the right worship before God, you will have right relationship with God. And this year, what's our slogan? We are being cut off from Babylon. And in order to be cut off from Babylon, you you need to be a worshiper that is, being pleasing that is being pleased to God so missionary minister service and worshipers we need to be be correct in those four jobs so we all need to be worshipers I'm looking forward I'm really looking forward I'm looking forward for this this worship that all our community members lifting up true worship before God, and how ex- um, how explosive and how amazing it will be. And there's nothing impossible to God, right? So I'm expecting lots of things that God will pour to us as we lift up the true worship. Oh, His authorities, His blessings, wisdom. Okay, let's continue. So. So that's why God is hating all these festivals. Because it is becoming a burden. Why? Because God must solve all these issues of sin, but but because they are lifting up this corrupted worship God, God is unable to do so. That's why it becomes weary to God. Becomes burden to God. In in hundred and twentieth Psalm, who is he? Something. He does not sleep, he does not doze off. (laughs) That's why Pastor Lee in our church is like him too. He never sleeps and he never doesze off. (laughs) Hey, what a great man. (laughs) But God is like him. God is never tired, God is never sleeping, He's always awake. That's why you can go before Him 24 7. No holidays, no holidays. That's that's who he is. But the worship is not like that. If you if you lift up corrupted worship, you will make God weary and tired. What an amazing ability. Making this omnipotent God tired. <laughs> that's how amazing we are. <laughs> making an omnipotent God tired. From verse fifteen, uh comes appears the corruption of prayer. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. So spreading the eyes symbolize the prayer. So in prayer there are many elements, in worship there are many elements. Your God's power, authority, God's promise. So through the worship, God provides all those, especially, what is prayer? Prayer is about relationship between God. And through the worship, if you have right relationship with God, and through the worship, you are being able to build good relationship between God. But if you lose this intimacy in the worship, you, will, you won't you will be able to go before God. So the corruption of the worship will naturally bring the corruption of prayer. And if you fail the worship, then that in the week in that week, unless you unless unless you went through <coughs> a tremendous um procedure of your repentance, your prayer would would just end at religion. So that's why God is saying that when you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Who is Israel? Israel is an apple of God's eyes. That's how sensitive God is looking to Israel. So, as I said this morning, when, when, when a child of God is praying, it's not, a, it's not a religion, it's not a simple action. It's, it's a very important element in, in our relationship between God. So that's why we say that we are living by this grace. And through this prayer, when we think of our relationship between God, God never considers our prayer lightly because, because our prayer is an official request as a royal child. So whatever whatever we pray, God will never say, Ah, oh, nonsense. No, please stop your joke. No, He does not stand like that as long as you are a child of God. As long as you have your identity confirmed as a child of God, God will never consider your prayer lightly. Never once in my life with God, God never told me that, hey, do not pray like that. I have never heard from God that, hey, I will not respond like this. God never told me that, hey, it's not my will. So if I pray according to God's will, then uh, if I I don't pray out of God's will, um, God will change me in order for me to be tuned into God's will. And He will never say that, hey, you are not praying according to my will directly like that. So you need to know how tremendous beings God is thinking of you. So God will never react to you lightly and if not I mean God did not not have to give all this amazing dignity to you and God is always prepared to respond to you ask and it will be done to you so all, all your prayer that were prayed in this identity will be answered. So that's why I always say that if your prayer is not being responded, then repent. So it's all about relationship with God. So God is already always ready to to set his eyes toward Israelites, but but he's closing his eyes. It's impossible. It means that his relationship with the Israelites is broken. So even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. So when God says that he is not listening to your prayer, it means that your relationship is with, with is over and your worship is corrupted. Israel, a nation as a Israel as a nation must hear God's word. And under that truth, um, they must offer the sacrifice. Then God will apply His righteousness to Israelites, and God will, God will be pleased with all the sacrifices, and He will give, give out all His names to Israelites, and through that name and authority, God will hear all the prayers, and God will always um, concentrate to, to the Israelites. But all this procedure is being broken. So it does not simply end that God not listening to the prayer. It means that all this relationship between God and Israel has been fallen down. So I always say, do not consider, uh, it lightly not being able to pray. Because it's not a simply, it's not simply one matter of, uh, it's not a matter of one prayer. So if you see your prayer not being answered, um, out of all things, you need to solve that first. If you if you fail to prayer, but if you still insist to to live your own way of life, then you will die, and then when you die, you will fail in your worship, and then and you will see see your death at the end. So, so when you see your prayer failing, you need to do something at least. You need to take an action, because it's a, it's a very severe, serious uh, alarm that is, that is it's a siren alarming in you. So when you hear this kind of alarm, you, you need to be, be alert. So, so, do not consider, consider your prayer not being answered lightly. Amen. It means that you are considering your relationship with God lightly. Okay. Your hands are full of blood. And this blood is not referring to the precious blood. Especially... Especially, this is the blood that has been plundered from the widows and and the humble ones by the by the power. And because the worship has been, has been corrupted, these rich men, rich people in Israelites, they plundered these weak people in society. And this corruption of of worship led these people's life into into corruption too. Uh, let's jump to verse 21, because we need to see the image of, of corrupted life. See how the faithful city, uh, Jerusalem, Israel, was a faithful city, but, but now, now they no longer live love God alone, so now they become like a prostitute. Just like a prostitute, they are following uh, following after different idols. She once was full of justice. In Israel, there were only trials that were filled with God's righteousness, uh, zedek and mishpat. But instead of instead of looking after the widows and the the weak, the, the weak, they they now kill them and they they now plunder them and now it became a kingdom of animals which live according to the authorities of the power not by God's righteousness so look so God's kingdom is only moved by God's righteousness but through this corrupted worship God's kingdom does not move but your own kingdom and your own benefit will move so so what you produce through this corrupted worship is all, all um making different tribes of uh, pagans who worship the strength and power. And what they say is that oh, in order to uh, offer more tidings, I have to go out and plunder more people. This is all conclusion of corrupted worship. So. Out of all things, we must confirm whether we are meeting God in our worship. Even now, whether we are in, in a deep re- deep repentance or, or whether we are in a great reverence before God. Verse 22, your silver has become dross, your choice wine is diluted with water. In Malachi, we talked about this. And in order to in order to gain pure silver, you need to give out all these these. Um, you need to melt it down, and you will lose ninety five percent of its mass mass in order to, uh um, get get pure silver because the procedure is so difficult. That's why people use silver as a currency back in the days. That's why I'm always telling you, I'm always telling you to die to yourself, die to yourself, because only 5% in you, of your mass, is useful. <laughs> normally, normally a man, normal human being, if that person's body is in a good shape, a right shape, the, the, the fat ratio of that, the, the person, must be less than 30 percent but people who have big belly like this would have like 50 percent of body fat or something like that anyways <laughs> my body fat is about 18 but i still have lots of fat but 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 like like elite athletes some of them are would have like three percent So if you're if you're in a good shape your your fat ratio would be like ten percent, something like that. But Deacon Park like this would have fifty percent, sixty percent. So you need to get rid of all of them. But in order to gain pure silver, you need to lose ninety-five percent of your, your mass in order to gain pure silver. But anyways, the silver became like a dross so israel they were all uh, they all are mixed they became useless how fearful if community's holiness became like this a oh, serious thing so you need to know and examine your your holiness whether you are mixed or not 2 Corinthians, examine yourself whether you are holy or not. Am I eating God's word in faith? Am I having a right relationship with God? You you, you should always confirm this. You need to at least know whether you are living by your flesh or your your spirit or your faith So, you need to know, even tonight, silver becoming dross, it means that there's nothing that is useful in, in Israelites. There's nobody who can become a standard of holiness in Israel. What a tragedy! Not being holy, but, but building a nice building filling all these fancy things in the church. No, it's over. God is not there. Right? That's what God is saying here. Choice wine being diluted with water. And those of you who have have drunk alcohol back in the days, you understand this, right? If, if, if an alcohol is is being diluted with water, you cannot drink that, right? So choice wine diluted with water, God will spit it out. Just like um, Laodicea church. God requires choice wine, the best wines, but Israel became a polluted wine that cannot even be drunk, be drank by um your rulers are rebels partners with thieves verse 23 your rulers are rebels partners with thieves they all love bribes and chase after gifts they do not defend the cause of the fatherless and this is the same story continuing zedek God's justice looking after the widows and the fatherless but but they all lost this, this um, justice. Verse okay, let's re- return back to verse 16. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. I have to finish until 12 o'clock. I'm busy. (laughs) If I finish chapter 1 tonight, we will have morning worship or not? We do. But if I fail to finish chapter (laughs) 1... So I believe you guys probably want me from failing. (laughs) If we are to have morning worship um tomorrow morning we will gather at 10:30 but but if we do not have morning worship then we will not <laughs> so when you come up here to get receive impartation just pick just pick one one um you know one card one one message card. So this is beneficial only to Yeolbang church members. If you bring it to some someone else, it's not a lucky charm, so. All right, let's continue, verse 16. In order for their prayer and their sacrifice to be, to be right, uh, what do they have to do? This is message of uh, our restoration. So, so they need to repent. So, in in the Old Testament, they had this law of cleansing. So that's why God said, "Wash and make yourselves clean." So, your in your body, from your heart, blood circulates. And just like, just like that, our, we, we need to all um, cleanse ourselves daily through repentance. And as you repent, the power of the blood and God's word will continue to cleanse you. And I told you that uh, the word, as, as the word circulates in you, if there's any hindrance, you should feel pain, right? And this all should be the procedure of yourself being cleansed. And from the day of your salvation and until, until the day that you see the returning of Jesus, you will become a live being, just like that. As you live, Holy Spirit must move the blood of Jesus and and, and this water keep running in you in order to cleanse you. And you should not stop Him. You need to keep allowing Him from working in you. You need to accept Him. That's why God made this Holy Spirit, blood and water to indwell in you. But if you deny it, and if you stop it, then you will continue to corrupt and you will be defiled. So look, whenever some some kind of wickedness takes place, do not consider it as a coincidence then you will never be able to solve it there's no coincidence so so whenever this thing is happening if you are being sensitive to the holy spirit it's not like it's not you you just just wave your hands and legs But whenever something's happening, Holy Spirit will let you know and you need to accept it and receive it because He always walks with me. He's a character and He's the one who lives in me. So do not consider anything as a coincidence. It means that there is something that you have not solved within this relationship with the Holy Spirit in your life. So prayer is the same. It's not a coincidence that your prayer is not being answered. You are allowed to wear His righteousness and come before Him, but why are your prayer not being answered? So it's not a coincidence. Because you have bindings, you have different hurts and wounds, because you are under the attacks of the enemies. You need to acknowledge this and you need to solve this. And as you solve this and and go through this procedure of cleansing, you will be purified. So, verse 16, He said, "Um, Take your evil deeds out of my sight. So, my sight means that you need to continue to indwell under His presence. As you live with Him, as you live with him, and as this relationship is being more intimate and intimate, you will know that you are living with this presence. So you will be painful if you are away from this presence. And just like Pastor Hamnanyong, as she as she confessed up here, if she if she whenever she lose, whenever she loses this presence, she feels painful. Pastor <laughs> You gained some weight. But anyways, she confessed, right? Because she lost the presence, she felt the pain. It's a great secret that she realized. So if you lose your pa- presence, you feel painful. But unfortunately, there are many of you who would not feel painful even if you lose the presence right you will you you will not even consider it as something something dangerous right and even there are some people who don't even understand what the presence is right then i mean what how should we explain it anyways so being poor is not a shameful thing but 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 not being not understanding um the presence that's that's shameful thing. Okay? So then then what happens? God said stop doing wrong. When you repent before God's sight your your existence God creates your, your action. So if, so because you repent you have repented before God, you, you give up on your wrongdoings. So always what matters to us is the relationship between God. And as we see in Gospel of John, you, you provide good from from good and you provide evil from evil. 17 learn to do right seek justice defend the oppressed take up the cause of the fatherless plead the cause of the widow that's why um that's why that kids keep appearing here verse 18 come now let us settle the matter says the lord So, verse 16 and 17 is requesting for for a true repentance. But verse 18 is a little bit different, but it is also asking for the repentance. It's invitation of God. So, we can say that God is keep calling us. He is God who is keep inviting. Whenever He is giving us good things, He is inviting us. Whenever He is keep asking for us to repent, He is keep inviting us. And in a way, the agony of the holy spirit can be can be expressed as god's invitation too he's keep calling you so as he calls you you should be able to come before him in the old testament the only way that can, that a sinner can go before god was the sin offering but but in the new testament we can go before him always So calling has a meaning that we need to hear him in a way. But if you live by the Holy Spirit, you understand what that invitation means. If you fail to maintain the righteousness, you understand this painful status of your spirit of Holy Spirit sighing in you, and then then you should, you should be able to stay in this calm status and, and hear the invitation of the Holy Spirit. That's when you should uh, kneel down before God. Then that's when the blood works and that's when the water moves. That's a life with the Holy Spirit. And, and if you're still trying to live out of your own way of life, then that's, what the, the hardened, uh, that's when you are getting hardened. And and if you live without receiving that kind of comfort of the Holy Spirit, your spirit will be withered. Verse verse 18, God's keep inviting. Come now, let us settle the matter. God is not saying, oh, let us calculate who has done good and who has done bad. No. What he's saying that, just think about whether I can forgive you or not. And even God is, even though, even though God is uh, prophesying all His judgments through the prophets, but before He is even prophesying the judgment, God already prepared His forgiveness. And where is and as I always say, where is the dignity of Israel? Because we are weaker than the world. Because we are. We are less than the world, that's that's why we are being dragged as slaves to the world? No. That's not who we are. So the reason why Israelites were um were captured as slaves to Babylon, that's that's because of decision of God. So a child of God, in in whatever reason, In whatever reason, they are not being dragged by the world or or the enemies because they are weak. No. Because we are not dead to the world, we will never be dragged by the world. But your life is painful because you are trying to have a relationship with the world and and trying to be dead under the world. But God or always begins with the restorations before He proclaims his judgment. The moment when the prodigal son left his house, the father already already prepared to, to forgive his son. And whenever whenever his son comes, he was already ready to, to provide the festival to his son. That's the love of God. And we are living with God who is like that. And how can you live like that, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm in Panama because you're clapping. But whenever you're in Panama, <laughs> Whenever I preach like this, you will just stand up and shout. <laughs> Alright, let's continue. <laughs> okay, where are we? Um, come now, let us settle the matter. God is not saying that, hey, let's see and calculate whatever uh, mistakes you have made. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And even though it is dark, God is saying that because I have forgiven you, I forgave you. It is it is white, and just like Jesus who became a sin itself and made us the righteousness itself. And back in the days when we when we used to, uh, have these cassette tapes, um, there is this the, this this magnetic device that erases all the records of these cassette tapes, just like that. When you attach yourself to, to this magnetic device of Jesus, your sin is being deleted immediately. That's why in the book of Hebrews, it says that He will remember our sin no more because He lost all His records of sin of us. Us who, we ha- us who has this great grace. Not being able to believe, what a great sin. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. We are living under grace like this. So look, what's important? So to God, it's either uh, whether you are 100% righteous or 100% sinner. I told you in the book of Hosea. When God accepted corrupted Israel, did God accept Israel because he was like ah oh, because even though you're corrupted and because you're Israel I have to accept you no. Even if you're like Gomer just like just like a prostitute, when God receives that kind of person he does not he does not accept that person as a as a mixed uh being no he accepts that person as a pure being God will never see the sin even though even though you are dark you are dark as a, as a as midnight if God forgives you you will be white as snow. So our repentance our repentance is not for the forgiveness of sin but, but our repentance is for our sanctification. What is our sanctification? Being acknowledged being acknowledged as a person who has never committed a sin. Hosea accepted Gomer and said and said, oh, even though you have a you have um met many men, I will still accept you. No. Gomer Hosea accepted Gomer as a pure wife. So so God will never see you as 50% righteous, 50% sinner. No. So if you see a person like that, then that's the humanism. And because because of that kind of misconception and deception, That's why you have this accusation in your ear. Even though you committed a sin, you will be white as snow. Nathan (laughs) from Gwangju. Who do you look like? Your father? (laughs) Your... Your dad told you to jump when you go to your long church. <laughs> Verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. In God's, God's righteousness like that. Israel will restore all their dignity in that richness. Just like the prodigal son, when they return, their identity. He's when like the prodigal son, his identity of an heir is being restored. Israel's identity is being restored too. In the New Testament, it's the same. The dignity that is given to you will never be taken away. But but the fact is that you will not be able to use that dignity if you are corrupted. So. So you should be always. Uh, be able to practice the power, authority, and the dignity that is given to you. That's why maintaining the relationship of righteousness between God is so important. Verse 20, but if you resist and rebel, you will be uh, devoured by the sword. If you, if you refuse all this these um, decisions of grace of God, then you will die. So it's not a matter of sin because you refuse God's grace. That's why you die. So that's why in Psalm 62, your kindness is better than life. God's loving kindness has said, it's better than our life. It's more worthy than our life. All the ways of life of children of God is not being given through the action, but because of God's grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's let's finish here and we will not have word uh morning morning worship <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs>